Welcome, everyone, and welcome to Off the Cuff, the Evercore Healthcare Podcast. And today, we're talking high-tech. I mean, really high-tech. Artificial intelligence, machine learning, natural language processing, statistical modeling, oh my. So all of these things are way above my pay grade, so we've got two special guests uh, today from Evercore. We've got uh, Sid Govindan, a radiologist and director of product development for Evercore. And then John Young, who is our SVP of everything high tech. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks. All right. So first question today um, is, did you guys wear deodorant? I, I, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I can't tell if Sid is, but I know I am. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, I heard that sales of deodorant has have plummeted uh since the uh since the pandemic so if 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 you look at the uh the store shelves they're stocked and they're great deals on deodorant so i suggest that you uh, load up now but do wear deodorant because it's kind of smelling a little funky in here so i'm not sure which one of you it is but i'd appreciate it <laughs> so yeah, deodorant and uh and razor blades that one's kind of kind of uh, understanding what went way up is ice cream uh, which is not surprising, and mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is really surprising. What's it's that not, about? Not my household. That's What's that sure. about mayonnaise? I mean, I was like, I mean, I do live in the South, where you know mayonnaise is already kind of it's you know like it's a food group, you know. But um, yeah, that that one was kind of surprising. If you haven't been convinced to wear a mask, though. Decrease in sale of deodorant. To <laughs> that's that's really what that's what the that's how we'll get people to wear a mask. There you go. Right. So, you know, guys, we're um, when we look at our, you know, traditional sort of uh, RBM uh, model, um, you know, one of the things that uh, stands out is uh, the administrative burden that um, providers, uh, you know, always bring up, uh, rightly so, complain about, um, you know, associations and societies, medical societies always uh, you know, bring them up, you know, as well. The, you know, the American uh, Medical Association, as you all know, came out, uh, what, maybe, well, several years ago with sort of a, almost a manifesto with, I think, like 21 points uh, that that uh, needed to be addressed as far as uh, the RBM industry was concerned. Uh, and, you know, the thing that amazed me when I saw that, that uh, let's call it manifesto, was that I was amazed because Evacor was already thinking about or already doing a whole lot of those things. Uh, and so, uh, you know, when, when I go out to providers' offices, uh, one of the things that, that we, we notice this sort of administrative burden and we try to help them, try to become more efficient, uh, try to make sure that they understand the guidelines, what's necessary, uh, and, and all that. Um, but I think, you know, the thing that I think has been important, you know, is that one, as a, as a company, uh, we have now acknowledged uh, this this issue of this administrative burden, uh, and now we have you know we're sort of putting our money where our mouth is, right, and trying to start to to do something about that. So maybe uh, we could start, you know, John, you could tell us a little yeah. bit about you know where where we are with that and what we're doing. Yeah, I think um, you know it's a it's a great um, point, Dr. Trelli, to to focus on you know, what's going on within the industry and the, the, you know, I guess every manifesto has to have 21 points or else nobody really reads it or listens to it. But, right. uh, you know, we've been on this journey for, for a while, as you mentioned. I mean, it started, you know, back a, a, a long time, five, 
to seven years ago, just trying to look at current technology and how we could deploy those to improve, you know, the, the way that providers and clinicians were interacting with Evacor to, to take that burden away. So if you think about, you know, the way back machine seven years ago, the majority of prior authorizations were pretty heavy on the phone. Um, still a lot of faxes going on from, from many providers across the country. And we started working on portals. Portals were the big technology of the day. And, and how do we get um, folks to, you know, move away from phone fax to being able to initiate prior authorizations and to interact with Evacor in a more uh, dynamic technical way versus, you know, the manual uh, effort around, around the phone and fax. We've had really, really strong success with that. I mean, if you look at our volumes, we've replaced a lot of that uh, intake from phones with, with our portal. There's light automation with the portal, but there's also still heavy manual with the process of going through it. So a number of years ago, we uh, merged and, and started working with a company called Cupid Health to, to bring artificial intelligence, machine learning, and natural language processing into Evacor so that we could continue to extend the value of this automation through the portals. And we've had really strong success in, in accelerating the turnaround of case, the through, through, throughput of cases, and starting to alleviate that burden on providers. It's been a, a long journey through a number of different technologies. And I think today we'll, we'll kind of highlight a few of those and talk about you know, where we are today and, and where we're going in the future. So, so could you give us a little bit of a feel for you know, what, what this means? So today, you know, when we uh, go to you know, talk to a provider, uh, there's the, uh, you know, these pre-certification sort of person or team uh, that you know, starts a case uh, they can start the case either on the phone or they, or preferably on the web. Uh, they then, uh, you know, go through that sort of statistical modeling and then they get to uh, a pathway, a clinical pathway, and they, they answer those questions. And if they don't get that sort of part, they go to, uh, it goes to a nurse uh, for review and then, you know, f eventually to a physician. So how, how does this uh, change that? Yeah, I'm, I'm worn out just hearing you kind of walk through that process. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so it's a, again, it's a lot, right? I can imagine right? how yeah. it feels, yeah, when you, when you have a team of people doing that every day. Yeah. Um, well, you know, the goal is to get to where, you know, that, that process you just described, a, a clinician or a provider organization and their team that's focused on pre-certain prior off, they have to go through that for every single case. Um, and our goal is to where we can, based on that initial um, information coming to us, try to try to get out of the way, you know, as much as possible and what we're calling touchless um, prior authorization so that the provider uh, has an order, they have a schedule. And basically, if it's an appropriate case, they never have to go through that process you described. They basically submit their schedule and order. It, it comes automatically to Evacor via an EMR connection, and we're able to run it through our processes. And if it is appropriate procedure, they, they get the authorization right back in their EMR. If it's not, then we want to be able to give guidance and to be able to review the case and to accelerate that process as well by being able to automate the clinical information that would need to come to us so that we, we really are taking that 
load and burden off of the provider for having to constantly go back into their systems or go back to talk to the provider that placed the order and get more information and then manually submit that to us to have it all be as automated as much as possible. I don't know, Sid, if you want to build on that around the current environment, what the future looks like. Yeah, sure. So um, one of the kind of key tenants when we look at product development is this idea of fall in love with the problem, not the solution. And that is really something that being at Evacor um, gives us the opportunity to do that, given how much Evacor interacts with payers and how it interacts with providers. And so throughout the course of us really understanding what the problem is, we're able to identify what are the critical pieces that we need to address um, in order to actually provide value. And this is where our very iterative approach, um, very experimental approach in order to be innovative and be able to get feedback in a timely way so we can start to address what is an extremely complex problem of one, having to expedite or even remove the need for prior authorization, but being able to balance it against what is actually appropriate utilization. And so one of the areas that we found to be um, very appropriate in, in terms of being able to address this is the artificial intelligence piece that was, was mentioned and that was kind of the core technology that Cupid Health has. Um, and through our various kinds of experimentation, we were able to determine that AI, specifically we're talking about machine learning for this approach, was able to at least replace the current um, approval percentages that were historically achieved with surveys in the radiology, cardiology, advanced imaging space. And that insight then allowed us to really expand how we can approach prior authorization by saying, hey, there's a substantial percentage of cases that without someone manually going in and filling out this survey, but instead being connected with the EHR or even within the existing portal workflow that we can use our artificial intelligence to expedite this processing and in fact remove this processing and any interaction with the case for a very high percentage of those cases. You've been listening to Off the Cuff. We're gonna continue our conversation next time with Dr. Sid Govindan and John Young.